we're chatting about your book, Pushing the Limits. Uh, this Now, this is your first... This is your first book, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. It is my debut novel. And um, I was uh, I was reading before. You've got some really great reviews for it. Yes, I, I have been actually very blessed. Um, it's been amazing and humbling and very very exciting. Well, it's your first novel, but would you say would you start to classify yourself as a young adult fiction writer? Yes, yeah. yes, I would. I'm definitely a YA fiction writer. So, what is it about the YA genre that you um, that's attracted you to write write novels? Um, honestly, it, it's the the age group. Um, there's just something about that turning 17 or 18 years old um, mm-hmm. that I'm drawn to. Um, you're experiencing so much for the first time, and you have so many emotions about it. Um, it it's your first time that you, you kiss somebody. It's the first time that you fall in love. It's the first time that you're getting a job. There's so many experiences. And when you're, you're at that age, you're never faced with as many as possibilities as you, you have in that moment. Um, you can go so many different directions with your life, and it's all there, and it's all in front of you, and it's so exciting. Um, but it's also scary. And I really, really love writing all of those emotions. So it's, um, so it's, about, it's about that connection with the, with the reader, because you'll be writing about stuff that they can actually relate to and go, oh, yeah, I've experienced that, or I'm feeling that at the moment. Yes, um, definitely for um, the young adults, for teenagers. I mean, they can they can definitely read this and and be like, yes, I I know what it's like to to first fall in love. I know what it's like to look across the room and and wondering is he looking at me, um, or is he looking past me. Um, it, it's also that feeling of realizing that your parents are adults, mm. that that they are their own people, and that they too make mistakes. It's a, it's a pretty big moment for all of us in our lives when um, we grow up and you worship your parents, and then you turn around and you realize they're people. People too, yeah. um, and I, and I think for adults, um, adults have really responded to the book for the same reason. I think they like to to look back and, and to remember those moments. But also, I guess um, adults as well would be like um, some of these issues still relate to them now. Yes, uh, yes, especially for for Noah and Echo, who are the characters in Pushing the Limits. Mm. Um, what I think is actually very. Um, magical may not be the right word, but I think that the reason that they're connecting with so many people is they are teenagers, very much so, um, 17, 18 years old, seniors in high school, uh, but they are facing very adult problems within the novel. Um, And and the reason I chose to do that is because, you know, I was 14 years old, I I realized I I was going to have to pay for college if I wanted to go. Um, And that's, at 14, that's a very adult problem. Absolutely. Come up with that much money, right? Yeah. (laughs) And, but in the neighborhood that I grew up with, I had several friends who faced very, very adult problems, um, you know, whether or not they're going to have food on the table, whether or not um, mom and dad were going to be reliable when they came home. Um, and these were very adult problems, but yet you're still teenagers. You still go to school, and is this person going to talk to me today? Is this person not going to talk to me today? Um, is this guy going to still like me? Is he not going to like me? Am I going to have a date for the dance? And so I think adults, you know, are drawn to these characters, one, because they are dealing with adult problems, mm. um, but also teenagers that do understand them because they're dealing with these adult problems yet still they're teenagers you're you're writing about these real problems what it and it's a it's a big difference between other uh ya novels out at the moment that are really popular that are kind of set in that fantasy world what's what kind of sets it apart with this real life issues that you're that you're writing about 
Um, mine is def- definitely, you know, a contemporary. It's, it's not any of the paranormal that's going on now. Um, I have Noah. He is a foster kid um, who is learning how to, to be in this system, um, and he, he wants to get out. He's going to be turning 18 soon. He's been graduating from high school, um, and he would love to become um, a family with his brothers again. Mm. Um, and the whole question is, is when you're 18 years old and you have a high school diploma, is that possible? Uh, can you really um, take on a job um, with with really no education? You know, education being high school diploma, which is awesome. But you know, he, he what's he going to do? Is he going to make enough money to raise two boys? I mean, mm-hmm. nonetheless, take care of himself. Um, and, and that's an, as I said, a very very adult thing. And then you have Echo, um, who is coming to terms with the realization that her her parents have made very huge mistakes that have affected her. Um, and I think that that is a very big turning point for teenagers. As I said, when you you, you take a look at your life and you realize, wow, my parents are people too, and they're capable of making mistakes. Now, um, the the, the two characters, Noah and Echo, they 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 are experiencing such uh, such huge huge issues in their life. How do you how do you kind of come up with such a such that kind of situation? Do you do you draw on personal experiences, or is this all kind of made up in your head? Some of it is personal experience. Some of it is, you know, made up in my head to to the point that I also do research to make sure I'm I'm doing it right. Because yep. um, uh, that was something that was actually very important to me. Is that if I did go into subjects that I didn't know much of, um, that I I did connect to to prep professionals. I did talk to people who've gone through these experiences to make sure that I had nailed it correctly. Um, uh, just say, for for instance, with Echo, I experienced memory loss. Um, she has a repressed memory throughout the novel, and this is her whole goal. She wants she wants to remember what happened. Um, I experienced nothing as traumatic as Echo. I was bitten by a dog, which when I was in second grade, obviously was traumatic enough for me to mm-hmm. to not remember it. Um, and it's a really weird sensation. Everybody in my my class knew what had happened to me. It had happened at a friend's house, and I get to go into school in second grade, and everyone look at me and like you were bitten by a dog, and I'm like, yeah, no, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I granted, I, I knew I was. I mean, I had a bandage on me. You know, I, I, I was scarred. I still have scars from it. But my mind, like, is this this really weird sensation where people are like, "This happened." Your mind's like, "No, it didn't." You're, you're totally making this up. <laughs> um, but it's also a very isolating feeling because all of a sudden, like, you know, in second grade, they're like, "I want to see your scars." And yeah, you're like, no. <laughs> kids are so inquisitive, aren't they? Like, they nothing phases them. It's like someone's got a, a cut or a cast. They want to know what happened. They want all the details exactly and and i decided to take that and i'm like well, what if that happened when you're in high school i mean you think about the the peer pressure and everything that you feel in high school and mm. and and just the whole fact of the whole political spectrum if you think of friendships and all of a sudden you have something that's happened to you and you don't remember it and what if you don't want people to know uh, but, and so Echo, I gave her scars. I gave her scars on her arms. So, I mean, you know, all of a sudden, everybody's talking about her, and she can't tell them what happened because she doesn't know. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it, it it's was, such it an was interesting, interesting concept. Story for me. Yeah, I loved it. I loved writing it. Now, I, I wanted to ask you, you know, um, what kind of books are you reading at the moment? You know, do, do you read books in your time off when you're not writing, or, or is that reading books kind of like you look at it as that's your job, you don't want to do it in your free time? Um, I read all the time. It's one of the first things when I had decided that I, I wanted to do this. I had heard um, Stephen King had said that, that as a writer, your job is to always read, um, and I, I think that, that that is absolutely true. Um, it, it kind of it, it's like feeding your brain 
basically. Um, but I have a general rule. When I am sitting down and I'm actively writing, I do not read in the YA genre. Because um, I think I'm, I, I don't really know what it is about me, but for some reason, like, I, I think what it is, it is my job, and I'm just kind of like, Ugh, I don't, I don't want to be yeah. in this genre anymore. So I, I will read other genres. I mean, Stephen King is one of my my favorite authors. Um, so you know, I usually find something from him um, or from from any other genre. And then when I, um, I usually take breaks. Like I will write. Um, an entire first draft, and then I take a break from it um, because I'm so close. I wouldn't, I wouldn't catch anything um, wrong with it. I could read a sentence 20 times, and, and it, there could be like three words missing, and I'd never catch it because my brain yeah. is telling me it's there. So I take a break, and when I take those breaks, that's when I catch up on reading on YA. Okay. So what what have you read most recently? Um, actually, I, I read an ARC recently of Gina Showalter's. An ARC is an advanced reviewer copy. Gina Showalter's Alice in Zombieland, and um, it's coming out in October, and oh my gosh, it was absolutely amazing. It, it hooked me. I read it in less than 24 hours. It was that good. So it was about zombies, was it? It's about zombies. <laughs> that sounds incredible. I, I'm a big sucker for a zombie novel, or a zombie well, movie for that matter. You will enjoy this one. <laughs> so, so what was it called again? Alice in Zombieland. Alice in Zombieland. Isn't that an awesome title? The moment I heard it, I was like, I have to, I have to get my hands on this. Yeah, book. absolutely. I think it sounds, I think it sounds amazing. I mean, I, obviously, I don't know, don't know anything about it at the moment, but I'm just gonna, go, I'm gonna go look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do recommend it. But I just, I, most, that's the most recent book I read, and I've been telling everybody about it. It's amazing. Yeah, cool. So, um. I mean, as as a lot with uh, with YA fiction, a lot of it do a lot of them do get turned into movies. Uh, do you think that this will ever be turned into a movie, pushing the limits? I have um, absolutely no idea. I think it would be cool. I mean, who wouldn't think it'd be absolutely cool for your mm. book to be turned into a movie? Um, it, it's a contemporary, so I think that'd probably be a, a tough sell. Yeah. Um, but I think it'd be really fun to see it come alive on the screen. Hypothetically, would you want to have a, a hand in the screenwriting, or would you think, no, no, let someone else interpret the book for the for the screen? Um, honestly, I don't know. I've never done screenwriting, so for that purpose, right there, I think I'd probably have to walk away. I, I, I I'm a, a little bit, you know, like my characters. I love them and I adore them, and I'd probably drive whoever it is crazy that was their job. So yep. it'd probably be best all involved if I stepped away. <laughs> Well, let, and let's talk, let's talk casting. Who would you love to play Echo and Noah? I, I, I get that question. I have no idea. Um, they're so set in my head of what they look like that I think I would be very, very picky and just be like, no, no, no. <laughs> Let's make it an animation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that would be, like, that would probably freak me out, but, <laughs> but probably would be better. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, Katie, thanks so much for the chat today. And um, I know it's, it's night time over in the States, so I hope you have a good night as well. Thank you so much. I highly appreciate it. No worries. I'll, um, I'll look forward to reading the book. Hopefully I can go grab a copy somewhere because it, it really sounds very interesting. And just reading through all the reviews that people have been saying about it, I'm like, wow, okay. People, people oh. really are connecting to this book, which is great. They, they, they are, and it just means the world to me that these characters mean the world to me and that, that other people truly are connecting with them. And thank you so much for having me. No, no absolutely my pleasure. Um, and you've got a, you got, you're writing the, is it a sequel or is it just kind of like a parallel story with it, Dare You it, Too? 
It's a companion novel, okay. um, and basically what it is is Beth is a secondary character in Pushing the Limits. She is one of Noah's best friends. She is okay. the niece of the foster family that Noah lives with, and she, I absolutely love and adore her. She is one of these people who, whatever is on her mind, she's not afraid to say it. I wish I could be Beth. Um, so she is wonderful, wonderful to write. So Echo and Noah make an appearance in the second book, but the, the main primary focus is Beth. Oh, beautiful. Um, okay, well, thanks thanks so much for having a chat to us, uh, Katie, and enjoy the rest of your night. Uh, thank you very much. All right, see you later. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.